Welcome to Storytime with Shine and Nathan. As always, I'm so happy y'all are here. If you followed me here from TikTok, welcome. I'm so glad. If you found me organically, well, you're just as welcome too, honey. We have a very special treat, but before I get into it, I want to apologize for not having uploaded anything here in a while. You see, I have been working on a pet project of mine called Talk and Tea with Auntie, which is currently available on YouTube and will be on the podcasting services within the next day or so. In that show, I will be interviewing everyday folks on various topics, so that way we can broaden the horizon of other people's lives together. Now, back to this current story time, which I'm so excited to get into. It's a two-for special, I guess as it were, and we'll be delving into the world of the grim stories. And today we have the two original stories of Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. Now, I was very surprised at how short these stories are, so that's why I'm doing them as a twofer. And I will keep this format for the remainder of The Grim Tales. So this one will be reading Cinderella and then Sleeping Beauty. So grab your snacks, grab a little cuddle up, a blanket, and something to drink, and enjoy me read to you these two wonderful Grim Tales. Cinderella. The wife of a rich man fell sick, and as she felt that her end was drawing near, she called her only daughter to her bedside and said, My dear child, be good and pious, and then the good God will always protect thee, and I will look down on thee from heaven and be near thee. Thereupon she closed her eyes and departed. Every day the maiden went out to her mother's grave and wept, and she remained pious and good. When winter came, the snow spread a white sheet over the grave, and when the spring sun had drawn it off again, the man had taken another wife. The woman had brought two daughters into the house with her, who were beautiful and fair of face, but vile and black of heart. Now became a bad time for the poor stepchild. Is the stupid goose to sit in the parlor with us? said they. He who eats to eat wants to eat bread must earn it. Out with the kitchen wench. They took her pretty clothes away from her, put an old gray bedgown on her, and gave her wooden shoes. Just look at the proud princess, how decked out she is, they cried and laughed and led her into the kitchen. There she had to do hard work from morning till night, get up before daybreak, carry water, light fires, cook and wash. Besides this, the sisters did every imaginable injury. They mocked her and emptied her peas and lentils into the ashes so that she was forced to sit and pick them out again. In the evening, when she had worked till she was weary, she had no bed to go to, but had to sleep by the fireside in the ashes. And as on the account she always looked dusty and dirtied, they called her Cinderella. It happened that the father was once going to the fair, and he asked his two stepdaughters what he should be back for them. Beautiful dresses, said one, 
pearls and jewelry, said the second. And thou, Cinderella, said he, what would thou have? Father, break off for me the second branch which knocks against your hat on your way home. So he bought beautiful dresses, pearls, and jewels for his two stepdaughters, and on his way home he was riding through a green thicket, and a hazel twig brushed against him and knocked off his hat. Then he broke off the branch and took it with him. When he reached home, he gave his two stepdaughters the things which he, they had wished for, and to Cinderella he gave the branch from the hazel bush. Cinderella thanked him, went to her mother's grave, and planted the branch on it, and wept so much that the tears fell down on it and watered it. It grew, however, and became a handsome tree. Thrice a day Cinderella went and sat beneath it and wept and prayed, and little white birds always came on the tree. And if Cinderella expressed a wish, the bird threw down to her what she had wished for. It happened, however, that the king appointed a festival, which was to last three days, and to which all the beautiful young girls in the country were invited, in order that his son might choose himself a bride. When the two stepsisters heard that they too were to appear among the number, they were delighted, called Cinderella and said, Comb our hair for us, brush our shoes, and fasten our buckles, for we are going to the festival at the king's palace. Cinderella obeyed, but wept, because she too would have liked to go with them to dance, and begged her stepmother to allow her to do so. Thou? Go, Cinderella, said she. Thou art dusty and dirty, and wouldn't go to the festival. Thou hast no clothes and shoes, and yet wouldst dance. As, however, Cinderella went on asking, the stepmother at last said, I've emptied a dish of lentils into the ashes for thee. If thou hast picked them out again in two hours, thou shalt go with us. The maiden at once went through the back door into the garden and called, You tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all the birds beneath the sky, come and help me to pick the good into the pot and the bad into the crop. Then two white pigeons came in by the kitchen window and afterwards the turtle doves and at last all the birds beneath the sky came whirling and crowding in and elated amongst the ashes and the pigeons nodded with their heads and began pick 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 and the rest began also to pick 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 and gather all the grains into the dish hardly had an hour passed before they had finished and all flew out again then the girl took the dish to her stepmother and was glad and believed that now she'd be allowed to go with them to the festival. But the stepmother said, Oh no, Cinderella, thou hast no clothes, and thou hast dan, not dance. Thou hast wooden steel only be laughed at. <laughs> and as Cinderella wept at this, the stepmother said, if thou canst pick two dishes of lentils out of the ashes for me in one hour, thou shalt go with us. And so she thought to herself, 
that she most certainly cannot do. When the stepmother had emptied the two dishes of lentils amongst the ashes, the maiden went through the back door into the garden and cried, You tame pigeons and turtle doves and all the birds beneath the sky, come and help me pick the good into the pot and the bad into the crop. Then the two pigeons came into the kitchen window, and afterwards the turtle doves, and at length all the birds beneath the sky came whirling and crowding in and alighted amongst the ashes. The doves nodded their heads and began once again to pick, 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 and gathered all the good seeds into the dishes, and before half an hour was over, they had already finished and all flown out again. Then the maiden carried the dishes to the stepmother and was delighted and believed that she might now go with them to the festival. But the stepmother said, All oh, this will not help thee. Thou goest not with us, for thou hast no clothes and canst not dance. We should be ashamed of thee. On this she turned her back on Cinderella and hurried away with her two proud daughters. As no one was now at home, Cinderella went to her mother's grave beneath the hazel tree and cried, Shiver and quiver, little tree, silver and gold throw down round me. Then the bird threw a gold and silver dress down to her and silpers embroidered with silk and silver. She put on the dress with all speed and went to the festival. Her stepsisters and the stepmother, however, did not know her and thought she must be a foreign princess, for she looked so beautiful in that golden dress. They never once thought of Cinderella and believed that she was sitting at home in the dirt picking lentils out of the ashes. The prince went to meet her, took her by the hand, and danced with her. He would not dance with no other maiden, and never left loose her hand. And if anyone else came to invite her, he said, This is my partner. She danced till it was evening, and then she wanted to go home. But the king's son said, I will go with thee, and bear thee company for he wished to see to whom the beautiful maiden belonged. She escaped from him, however, and sprang into the pigeon house. The king's son waited until her father came, and then he told him about the stranger maiden had leapt into the pigeon house. The old man thought, Can it be Cinderella? And they had to bring him an axe and a pickaxe that he might hew the pigeon house to pieces. But no one was inside it. And when they got home, Cinderella lay in her dirty clothes among the ashes. And a dim little oil lamp was burning the mantelpiece, for Cinderella had jumped quickly down from the back of the pigeon house and had run to the little hazel tree, and there she had taken off her beautiful clothes and laid them on the grave, and the bird had taken them away again. And then she had placed herself in the kitchen among the ashes in her gray gown. Next day, when the festival began afresh and her parents and stepsisters had gone once more, Cinderella went to the hazel tree and said, Shiver and quiver, little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. Then the, the, the little bird 
threw down a much more beautiful dress than on the preceding day. And when Cinderella appeared at the festival in this dress, everyone was astonished at her beauty. The king's son had waited until she came and instantly took her by the hand and danced with no one but her. When others came and invited her, he said, She is my partner. When evening came and she wished to leave and the king's son followed her and wanted to see into which house she went, but she sprang away from him and into the garden behind the house. Therein stood a beautiful tall tree on which she hung the most magnificent pears. She clambered so nimbly between the branches like a squirrel that the king's son did not know where she had gone. He waited until her father came and said to him, the strange maiden has escaped from me, and I believe she's climbed in the pear tree. The father thought, Can it be Cinderella? And had an axe brought and cut down the tree. But no one was in it. And when they got into the kitchen, Cinderella lay there amongst the ashes, as usual, for she had jumped down on the other side of the tree had taken the beautiful dress to the bird on the little hazel tree and put on her gray gown. Hmm. On the third day, when the parents and the sisters had gone away, Cinderella went once more to her mother's grave and said to the little tree, Shiver and quiver, little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. And now the bird threw down to her a dress, which was more splendid, more magnificent than she had yet had, and the slippers were golden. And when she went to the festival in the dress, no one knew how to speak for astonishment. She was so resplendently beautiful, and the king's son danced with only her. And if anyone invited, he said, She is my partner. When evening came, Cinderella wished to leave. And the king's son was anxious to go with her. But she escaped from him so quickly that he could not follow her. The king's son, however, used a stratagem and had caused the whole staircase to be smeared with pitch. And there, when she ran down, had the maiden's left slipper remained sticking. The king's son picked it up, and it was a small and dainty and all golden. Next morning, he went with, his, with it to his father and said to him, No one shall be my wife, but she whose foot this golden slipper fits. Then were the two sisters glad, for they had pretty feet. The eldest went with shoe into her room and wanted to try it on, and her mother stood by, but she could not get her big toe into it, and the shoe was too small for her. Then her mother gave her a knife and said, Cut the toe off! When thou art queen, thou will have no more need to go on foot. Oh, the maiden cut the toe off, forced the foot into the shoe, swallowed her pain, and went out to the king's son. Then he took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. They were 
however, obliged to pass the grave, and there on the hazel tree sat the two pigeons, and they cried, Turn and peep, turn and peep, there's blood within the shoe. The shoe is too small for her, the true rider waits for you. Then he looked at her foot and saw how the blood was streaming from it. He turned his horse round and took the false bride home again and said she was not the true one and the other sister was to put the shoe on. Then this one went into her chamber and got her toes in safely into the shoe, but her heel was too large. So her mother gave her a knife and said, Cut off a bit of the heel. When thou art queen, thou wilt no more need to be going on wood. The maiden cut off a bit of her heel, forced her foot in the shoe, swallowed the pain, and went out to the king's son. He took her on his horse as his bride, and rode away with her. But when they passed by the hazel tree, two little pigeons sat on and cried. Turn and peep, turn and peep, there's blood within the shoe. The shoe is too small for her, the true bride awaits for you. He looked down at her foot and saw how the blood was running out of her shoe, and how it had stained her white stocking. Oh, then he turned his horse and took the false bride home again. This also is not the right one, he said. Have you no other daughter? Oh, no, said the man. There is the little stunted kitchen witch which my late wife left behind her, but she cannot possibly be the bride. The king's son said he was to send her up to him. But the mother answered, Oh, no, she is much too dirty. She cannot show herself. She absolutely insists. He absolutely insisted on it. And Cinderella, Cinderella had to be called. She first washed her hands and face clean and then went and bowed down before the king's son, who gave her the golden shoe. Then she seated herself on a stool, drew her foot out of the heavy wooden shoe, and put it into the slipper, which fitted like a glove. And when she rose up and the king's son looked at her face, he recognized the beautiful maiden who had danced with him and cried, This, this is the true bride. The stepmother and two sisters were terrified and became pale with rage. He, however, took Cinderella on his horse and rode away with her. As they passed by the hazel tree, the two white doves cried, Turn and peep, turn and peep, no blood is in the shoe. The shoe is not too small for her, the true bride rides with you. And when they had cried that, the two came flying down and placed themselves on Cinderella's shoulders, one on the right and the other on the left, and remained sitting there. When the wedding with the king's son had to be celebrated, the two false sisters came and wanted to get into favor with Cinderella and share in her good fortune. When the betrothed couple went to church, the elder was on the right side and the younger on the left, and the pigeons pecked out one eye of each of them.
Afterwards, as they came back, the elder was on the left and the younger was on the right. And when the pigeons pecked out both their eyes, and thus, for their wickedness and falsehood, they were punished with blindness as long as they lived. And Cinderella and the king's son lived happily ever after. Now let's enjoy the tale of Sleeping Beauty. A long time ago, there was a king and a queen who said every day, Ah, oh, if only we had a child. But they never had one. But it was happened that once when the queen was bathing, a frog crept out of the water onto the land and said to her, Your wish shall be fulfilled before a year has gone by. You shall have a daughter. What the frog had said came true, and the queen had a little girl who was so pretty that the king could not contain himself for joy and ordered a great feast. He invited not only his kindred, friends, and acquaintances, but also the wise women in order that they might be kind and well disposed towards the child. There were thirteen of them in his kingdom, but as he only had twelve gold plates for them to eat off of, one of them had been left at home. The feast was held with all manner of splendor, and when it came to an end, the wise women bestowed their magic gifts upon the baby. One gave virtue, another beauty, a third riches, and so on with everything in the world that one could wish for. When eleven of them had made their promises, suddenly the thirteenth came in. She wished to avenge herself for not having been invited and without greeting or even looking at anyone. She cried with a loud voice, the king's daughter shall in her fifteenth year prick herself with a spindle and fall down dead. And without saying a word more, she turned round and left the room. They were all shocked, but the twelfth, whose good wish still remained unspoken, came forward. And as she could not undo the evil sentence, but only soften it, she said, It shall not be death, but a deep sleep of a hundred years into which the princess shall fall. The king, who could fain keep his dear child from the misfortune, gave orders that every spindle in the whole kingdom should be burned. Meanwhile, the gifts of the wise woman were plenteously fulfilled on the young girl, for she was so beautiful, modest, good-natured, and wise that everyone who saw her was bound to love her. It happened that on the very day when she was fifteen years old, the king and queen were not at home, and the maiden was left in the palace quite alone. So she went round into all sorts of places, looked into rooms and bedchambers just as she liked, and at last came to an old tower. She climbed up the narrow winding staircase and reached a little door, 
A rusty key was in the lock, and when she turned it, the door sprang open. And there, in a little room, sat an old woman with a spindle, busily spinning her flax. Good day, old dame, said the king's daughter. What are you doing there? I am spinning said an old woman and nodded her head. What sort of thing is that that rattles round so merrily? said the girl. And she took the spindle and wanted to spin too. But scarcely had she touched the spindle when the magic decree was fulfilled and she pricked her finger with it. And in that very minute, when she felt the prick, she fell down upon the bed that stood there and lay in a deep sleep. And this sleep extended over the whole palace. The king and queen, who had just come home, had entered their great hall, began to go to sleep. And the whole of the court with them. The horses, too, went to sleep in the stable, the dogs in the yard, the pigeons on the roof, and the flies on the wall. In the fire that was flaming on the hearth became quiet and slept. The roast meat left a frizzling, and the cook, who had just going to pull the hair of a scullery boy, began as he'd forgotten something, let him go, and went to sleep. And the wind fell on the trees before the castle, not a leaf moved again. But round the castle, there began to grow a hedge of thorns, which every year became higher, and at last grew up close round the castle and all over it, so that there was nothing of it to be seen, not even the flag upon the roof. But the story of the beautiful sleeping Briar Rose, for so the princess was named, went about the country so that from time to time king's sons came and tried to get through the thorny hedge into the castle. But they found it impossible, for the thorns held fast together as if they had hands and the youths were caught in them, could not get loose again, and died a miserable death. After long, long years, a king's son came again to the country and heard an old man talking about the thorn hedge, and that a castle was said to stand behind it, which a wonderfully beautiful princess named Briar Rose had been asleep for a hundred years, and that the king and the queen and the whole court were asleep as well. But he had heard too from his grandfather that many king's sons had already come and had tried to get through the thorny hedge, but they had remained sticking fast into it and had died a pitiful death. Then the youth said, I am not afraid, and I will go and see the beautiful Briar Rose. The good old man might dissuade him as he would. He did not listen to his words. But by this time, the hundred years had just passed and the day had come when Briar Rose was to awake again. When the king's son came near to the thorny hedge, it was nothing but large and beautiful flowers which parted from each other of their own accord, and let him pass unhurt. 
Then they closed again behind him like a hedge. In the castle yard, he saw the horses and the spotted hounds lying asleep. On the roof sat the pigeons with their heads under their wings, and when he entered the castle, the flies were asleep upon the wall. The cook in the kitchen was still holding out his hand to seize the boy, and the maid was sitting by a black hen which he'd gone to pluck. He went on further, and in the great hall he saw the whole of the court lying asleep. And upon the throne lay the king and queen. Then he went still further, and all was so quiet that the breath could be heard, and at last he came to the tower and opened the door into the little room where Briar Rose was sleeping. There she lay, so beautiful that he could not turn his eyes away, and he stooped down and gave her a single kiss. But as soon as he had kissed her, Briar Rose opened her eyes and awoke and looked at him quite sweetly. Then they went down together, and the king awoke, and the queen, and the whole court, and looked at each other in great astonishment, and the horses in the court soon stood up and shook themselves. And the hounds jumped up and wagged their tails, and the pigeons upon the roof pulled out their heads from under their wings, looked around, and flew into the open country. The flies on the wall crept again, and the fire in the kitchen burned up and flickered and cooked the meat. The joint began to turn and fizzle again. The cook gave the boy such a box in the ear that he screamed, and the maid plucked the fowl ready for the spit. And then the marriage of the king's son with Briar Rose was celebrated with all splendor, and they lived contented to the end of the days. The end. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Storytime with Shine and Nathan. If you did and you want to support your gay auntie, feel free to go to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Shine and Nathan for as low as $3 a month. 